What's happening guys? Pete here with you for the special 10 year anniversary edition of the Music Box P Podcast. I've been waiting to record this episode for a long time because the official Music Box P Podcast anniversary was uh, last month, September 18th. But here I am a month later, just a special recap edition, taking a trip down memory lane, talking about how the podcast got started, uh, some stories, you know, uh, memorable episodes along the way. Uh, so you'll hear some songs from some of my favorite artists. Uh, so a little bit of a Boston theme, but just, you know, it's really in general about the artists in general and just about the journey that I've taken so far to get where I am today and just really just taking a, a, a gander and a walk down memory lane as I record this episode. Because just literally so many things are coming through and I, I wish I'd go through the whole chronological 10-year history. But I'll give you an abbreviated version and some of the uh, important moments, memorable moments, whatnot and what the future holds uh, for both the site and the podcast here. So uh, let's just go back to the beginning real quick and talk about how the uh, Music Box P podcast got started. So it started back in 2013 and I really didn't have, wasn't really advanced into like, because it had always been about the Music Box P site, creating articles, you know, album reviews, artist spotlight features, uh, single premieres, that, uh, that sort of thing. Um, but then I started gradually realizing, you know, there could be a whole lot more in doing that. So just literally on a whim, I decided to start a podcast because, you know, all the cool kids are doing it, obviously. So I figured I'd give that a start. Why not? Because it, it really is all worth it. But uh, started the podcast September 2013. And I remember the very first episode very well, interviewing my good friend Steve McDonald of, of the OK Win. Uh, they've long since uh, disbanded since then. But they, he, I interviewed him on the very first episode. Um, and I just remember that, that episode very well because it recorded his place in Woburn uh, where he lived at the time. And I just remember it being like, I, I brought the laptop over and the uh, a blue snowball microphone, the same microphone I use today. And I just remember, you know, I had to re-record some things because, you know, I obviously wasn't entirely comfortable with like speaking uh, for an extended period of time. Back then, you know, obviously I was getting used to it, you know, you know, and literally I was just getting started because, you know, I had not spoken. I mean, not that I'm afraid of like public speaking or anything like that or speaking to everybody on the Internet, but just something that I wasn't used to for extended periods of time. And there was a lot of practice involved, obviously. But uh, the first episode, you know, went out well. And then I just gradually got settled into routine. And then. The original format wasn't always interview, so what I remember the original format of the podcast in the early episodes was always talk about music-related topic, uh, take a break, intersperse with like song breaks, and then I would do uh, show previews of uh, upcoming Boston-era shows, whether it be Middle East and TT Bears at the time, Great Scott O'Brien's, whatever venue it was, you know, whatever local shows were coming to town for that week. So it was it was very you know immaculately produced, and then gradually as years went on. You know, interspersed it with more artist interviews and that sort of thing. So, originally starting out was just a real music centric, very hyper focused on the Boston acts. Just starting from there, and it just it grew into a life of its own, uh, pretty much. So everything just fell in uh, accidentally. So, uh, one thing I remember, you know, along the way is just all the Boston area bands that I came into contact with. Uh, Today Junior is probably the most notable of them because I met them uh, about a year before I started the podcast uh, back in 2012. <clears throat> and I remember it was at Copperfields, and um, I was I was actually there to see another band, Mojo Kick, but Mojo Kick had canceled that night, so I came across Today Junior. Uh, they performed a cover of The Strokes' Reptilia, which I, I talked with Harry about that all the time, about how it, it first began. Then Mike, who's the nicest guy on, on planet Earth, 
still loved them, still love them to this day. They're they're my brothers right now. So and saw them uh, back in May at the uh, grand opening of Deep Cuts. So, you know, today Junior have really grown to a huge part of my family. And you know, I've interviewed them uh, twice for my podcast. So, um, just from there, it's always been it's been a journey along with them and with all the bands I've encountered over the years. Um, but the, uh, I'm gonna play one of their songs right here, just s sort of get, give a sense of just how far we've come along, just and how their music, because you know it's always been like indie surf slash psych rock, psychedelic rock, but it's really gr grown to a lot more, especially their uh, self-titled album, which uh, came out this past year. But today, Junior have been a huge part of the Music Box P family, you know, from literally from day one, whether it be on the site or on the podcast, whatever in whatever form it was, whether written form or audio form. Today Junior have always been there, and their music pretty much speaks for itself. So here's Today Junior with Gracie on the special 10-year anniversary edition of the Music Box P podcast. Today, Junior with Gracie on the special 10-year anniversary edition of the Music Box P podcast. Continuing on our tr uh, trip down memory lane, um, 
And looking back on interviews, which has always been a huge focus, both on the Music Box Pete site and here on the podcast, around 2017, um, I changed the format of the podcast, just, you know, completely randomly out of the blue. It, initially, it was an experiment, but gradually I decided, you know, it's the way it should be, just interviewing bands, keep the focus on them. So I moved from the old format to the new format, which is what, what you currently hear right now, interviewing bands pretty much and not always on focused on the boston area acts but it's focused on bands from all around so you know outside the region you know whether it be grand rapids michigan where pretoria is from I, i've interviewed them twice for my podcast so it's literally just about interviewing anybody and everybody under the sun that has to do with creating music that i mean it, keep it simple and now a lot of people have asked me about the art of interviews excuse me about the uh and how they come together and it just for me, it, it comes together pretty naturally in terms of, you know, coming up with the questions and everything, you know, and sometimes, you know, a lot of the, I prefer the interviews in person versus uh, virtually because there's a much more intimate uh, connection there and really, and absolutely very, pretty much connecting tight knit with them in person. I think that's where it belongs. And that's really where that love and heartfelt and sincere and genuine love for each other really happens in person. So, and I think when interviewing them in person, you really get a sense of who they are, both as musicians and as people. And I think that's that's real important about you know the uh, the art of interviewing is really unlocking and just you know releasing who their uh, what their true soul and essence is. And I think sometimes with some artists, you know, if some questions come across in a different way. They might be a little bit more tight knit about it, but in other interviews, they're very freewheeling, expressive. I think that's what it's really all about. It's about bringing out the best in your interview subjects. And then I, I, ju I just found it so amazing, you know, listening back to some of the interviews I've done over the years and some of the, um, uh, back earlier on this year, I did uh, special flashback editions of the podcast, which is something I'd never done before. I'd never done quote unquote reruns of the podcast. Um, cause I have a whole laundry list of interviews I've done, uh, over the past five, six years. And, uh, I d did selected ones that I thought best represented, like both who I am and both who the artists are. So it's sort of, you know, the best of both worlds, just bringing about, okay, who are these people and why should you know about them? So I think with the, uh, the art of interviewing, um, for me, it's been quite simple. Just, you know, who the artist is, um, what, what they sound like, who their musical influences are. It's really delving deep both in their personal life about where it started when they were younger, their musical influences and what made them want to start a band in the first place. I, I think that's really so important and just, you know, really create, creating and fostering, you know, that nurtured sense of connection and belonging. And when a band comes together, you know, practicing, when it comes to performing and recording, you, you get to, you get a sense of where it all began, you know, and where the magic happens, so to speak. So it's it just something that I truly love doing, just, you know, putting together all these interviews um, and just seeing where it's happened over the years and, you know, more and more and, and on all the podcast providers, you know, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon. Now it's all across the spectrum because it started on Podomatic. And then when I submitted my feed to all the other uh, podcast providers, it's really taken on a life of its own. So you can hear me pretty much everywhere under the sun. So, I mean, if any favorite interviews that I've done, I would have to say the one with Kenny Basoli from uh, Vacation and The Starting Line and, of course, Personnel. Personnel was the very first band I wrote about on the Musebox Beat site back in November 2009, my review of the positives. But I interviewed Kenny uh, a few times on the site with a text transcript format, but interviewing him on the podcast 
back in 2018 was the highlight of my life. And that was one of the flashback episodes that I did. And I reposted this past year. And it's on my uh, YouTube channel as well, too, uh, for uh, po historical pro or posterity's sake, or <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But Kenny was just the nicest, nicest dude ever. Still is. And I saw him uh, this past summer with the starting line on the Wet Hot American Summer Tour with uh, Newfound Glory and the All-American Rejects, which was the highlight of my summer, so to speak. But Kenny's just the nicest dude. And you never get the sense that I say never meet your heroes. I did, and it was even better than I expected. I mean, I didn't really have any expectations, but Kenny could not have been any more nicer and just a total sweetheart of a guy. And everything that he is, and, and he's just a, an absolutely terrific person, wonderfully talented, and creative musician and human being. So getting the chance to interview them was literally the highlight of my life. It was just icing on the cake. So that's the, probably the one interview that stands out for me. And all the ones I've done with today, Junior, Victoria, God, I, I mean, you I'd be a grave omission if I let anybody out, but those are the ones that really, you know, come to mind quickly. Um, and then, of course, you know, the first one with the OK Win was where it all started. I'm glad that um, file is not lying around just because I was probably so nervous in the beginning. My voice probably sounds so different. There's probably a little quiver there. But, you know, it, it is where it started, but I'm happy for that. So um, I'm going to take a little music break and uh, interview with my good buddy Dwayne Haggins, who I've had the chance to uh, – who's amongst one of the many interviews I've done over the years – I interviewed him uh, back in uh, November, uh, November. I think it was late November, early December of last year. Um, so he has a little bit of a soul uh, mixture, a little rock soul mixture to him. And he plays my good buddy Aaron Treve, who you might remember from Juniper. And uh, Aaron's in uh, Dwayne's backing band. So Aaron is a phenomenal guitarist in his own right, but what Dwayne does well is really brings out the best in everybody in the band and really injects that love of R&B and soul into everybody. And you can really hear it in this song right here which I, I just think it really bodes in well with the whole Boston theme of sorts. And it really just, it really speaks to mind in depth about the volume of, and creativity and all the talent he possesses as a musician. So here's Dwayne Haggins with Call Me Boston on the special 10-year anniversary edition of the Music Box P Podcast. Boston, right on time. Call me Boston, yes, I do. 
That was Dwayne Haggins with Call Me Boston on the special 10-year anniversary edition of the Music Box P Podcast. And sort of looking forward and ahead uh, to what the future of both the Music Box P site and what the podcast holds, pretty much more of the same. It's about keeping the local uh, Boston music scene alive. And I know it's been sort of on shaky ground the last few years, you know, coming out of the pandemic and all. And uh, with all these, uh, with some music venues closing, new ones opening, I think it's sort of given new life. And I think it's made it, it's made me realize how important both the written word is and about the voice and about the musicians themselves and hearing their stories and how important it is for me and a responsibility to keep that alive and flowing. Because, you know, there's only so many, you know, uh, there's only so many sites in Boston that are so music focused. There are some that are focused in more on the entertainment side and not so much on the music, but there's very few like music center ones. I, I mean, Austin Pudding is one, Sound of Boston, um, there, there's only so many that are so hyper-focused sp specifically on the music. I think with me, Music Box P, uh, it, it really is a huge responsibility. It's something that I truly enjoy doing and putting together is really keeping the local scene alive and letting you know about uh, local Boston shows coming to town, especially at Deep Cuts in Mefford, which is such a huge, you know, it, it really just opened the floodgates, especially, you know, I've lived in Mefford my whole life, close to almost 40 years now. And I n never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that a music venue would be here in my hometown where I get to see, you know, Today Junior, State Street. I've been there, I think, four times already since it opened back in May. And more recently, got to see uh, East Enders in early November playing an acoustic show there. One of my high school heroes. And I got a chance to uh, meet him, autograph my record, and take, uh, get my picture taken with him. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that a music venue in Boston would cater specifically to both out-of-town acts and to uh, local Boston area acts. It's something... Never thought it would happen. I'm so glad it did. One of my responsibilities is reporting about all the shows that are happening at Deep Cuts and all across the Boston. I think that's what's really so important in keeping the local Boston scene alive for as long as possible. Because I think it just music is the ultimate expressor of emotions. And I think I think everybody under the sun would agree with me on this. It really just really brings out emotions and responsibilities of who we are as people and what we strive to achieve, you know, moving forward and how we can go about affecting change in a positive way through music. I think that's what's really so important, and it's something that I truly love doing. And with all the bands that I've interviewed over the years and become and the honor become close friends with, I've really learned a lot about myself and about my abilities as a person. And I've just grown so comfortable in my skin and just talking freely and expressing as I am to you right now. And it's really become like second nature to me. It's, I don't feel nervous at all. I just feel, you know, I'm, I'm really a, a very, you know, serene laid-back person. I've become more, you know, philosophical in my later years. Just about everything, just reflecting and looking back. The music box beats my life. It's my lifeblood. It's everything I am as a person, and just, you know, I truly love doing this every single week. Every single day I get up thinking about, what am I going to write about today? You know, what's going on in the music scene right now? Is it worth covering? And the answer is yes. You know, if it's about Boston, it's worth covering on the site, on the podcast, interviewing bands, hearing their story, and sometimes not, it doesn't have to be a specific boss band, it can be outside the region, interviewing bands from all across the spectrum, unsigned bands that are definitely worth a listen. If the music's good, I'll feature here both on the site and on the podcast. Oh, the future is going to be more of the same of what you're hearing right now. Not much is going to change moving forward. It's, it's, it's going to be the same old, same old, but it's going to be new and refreshing each and every time, and I couldn't be more proud to bring it to you. So thank you guys so, so much. Uh, for being along with me for the journey that's going to continue well on to the future. I'm still going to be typing away and yapping away on the podcast about everything under the sun involving music, 
interviewing bands, learning more about them. It, it really, truly is an honor. It's something that I really love, uh, you know, putting together each and every week. It's, it's something I never take for granted and something that I truly love doing. So to close out this episode, one band that really sticks out to me is Boy Meets World, this uh, pop-punk band out of Cincinnati. That uh, They disbanded a, a few years back, but uh, Craig and Ryan Selkin, and along with uh, uh, his uh, older brother Brad, um, I've become such close friends. They're part of my uh, lifeblood. They're part of my family, and that's how much I treat them. And I first interviewed them, I think it was uh, 2014. Yes, it was 2014. Uh, for the podcast, so in the uh, podcast second year of existence, interview met Wild Wings, and I still have the picture uh, from, I'm looking at it right now actually, just literally behind my monitor right now, and the picture from that scene uh, down at Buffalo Wild Wings in Mansfield is right after Warp Tour. I didn't go to Warp Tour that year, uh, but I made arrangements with Craig to meet with the band at, at Wild Wings in Mansfield, just around the corner from where it was um, at Xfinity Center, so interviewed the band, it was one of the most laid-back, comfortable interviews but it was just so hilarious. You really got a sense of who they were, just goofy, their laid-back charm. And I just love the hell out of guys. Ryan, of course, you know, is a drummer for Harbor. Uh, Craig is uh, living down in St. Augustine, Florida right now. Brad's still doing his thing in Cincinnati. Um, and it really is, I, I, I send him Christmas cards every year. So um, they're a huge part of my life and, and will be long into the future. And I just love the guys so, so much for being so awesome. And, and I interviewed them again a year after, but the, the Wild Wings interview really stands out immensely to me from the pack and just really where it started. And it's something I tr love looking back on, looking back with great fondness and everything they are as people. It's just something that, uh, one of my proudest memories of the podcast by far. So here's Boy Meets World with Best You've Ever Had. Closing this out on this special 10-year anniversary edition of the Musibox P Podcast. See you soon. Taking back every word I said